I'm Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult. Where two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hi, Eve. <laughs> Why are we laughing? I don't even know. Hi, Kieran. Because we know what's about to happen. Oh, it's... Last week was a nice break. It was so good. It was so lovely. But we are here now. Finally talking about Devos, but first, is it what's up with you? Wait, is it Devos <laughs> or Devos? Because I've always said Devos. Oh, I honestly don't know because I read these news stories and I don't listen to people Homeschool talking child. about it. Devos. I think it's Devos. All right. So we're getting, <laughs> we're getting there. there. We're How getting am there. I? Um, my sister's moving out tomorrow morning, so things are a little bit like hairy here. I'm going to take... 48 hours off the grid, and I'm so excited for it. I've been dying to do this all fucking year. Yes. And I haven't done it yet. Um, I'm going to go do a little beach camping on a little island, and then I'm going to go to a friend's farm in the eastern shore of Maryland, and I'm going to pretend yes. like I don't know anyone except for, you know, me and the dog, and uh, we're just going to hide <laughs> It's going to be great. Amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, we went camping like two weeks ago, just one night, and it was so nice to just like not exist. It's really. And just like hike Mount Diablo. It's really important. I, I've i been in this space of like having so many people in and out of my house because I've had a lot of family coming through. And... um and, like, we celebrated my mom's birthday and graduation last weekend and, like, all this stuff. And it's it's just been in people traveling and, like, camping in my yard and coming through on road trips and stuff. And it's been really fun to, like, see all these people and do all these things. But it's been, like, because between that and having my sister here and then finishing up the semester, I just haven't had, like, like I texted R- Rachel, our friend, who was on a while back in the ADHD episode. I texted her the other night and was like... I am alone in my house for the next six hours, and I'm so excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. It's like, I just really need to, like, decompress. That is such a good feeling. Yeah. So I'm excited to be able to do it, finally. Nice. I'm going to, like, read a couple books. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I had a huge, like, therapy breakthrough yesterday, which was Thursday the 30th, which also, by the way, was my second year de-wooming anniversary, so that was super fun. Yeah. Drinking to that. And it's so nice. It's... It's so good. (laughs) It's so nice not having the organ that made me hate myself for, like, most of my life, so... It's, it's I'm, I'm temporarily jealous of you because I'm having really bad cramps tonight, but oh, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, well, the thing that's not good is now I have IBS and I just get like cramps randomly and I'm like, this is just so rude. It's incredibly like, rude. I got rid of the organ that did that and now my body is just like, but we miss it. So here, have bowel problems. <laughs> Lies. Lies. Okay, so what was, wait, wait, anyway. so was, the, what was the breakthrough? Yeah, so the therapy breakthrough I had was yesterday I just felt really burnt out and I woke up just like, I don't want to do anything. Everything feels bad. And my immediate follow-up to that, which is the first time in my life this has happened, was I should just take the day off and accept it. And then, also for the first time in my life that this has like happened this quickly, was I was like, yes, I will do that. And then I texted everyone that I was out for the day, and I spent the rest of the day cleaning my apartment, and like I repotted the lavender, and at night I was able to just like sit down and have a moment where I realized that our tenants' union hit a really big milestone because we're now we found our sister tenants union and now we're talking to Amazing. each other and we are going to be like our landlord's nightmare yeah I mean, we must be already because we sent we um joined with uh tenants and neighborhood councils which is tank mm-hmm. um and they do a lot of tenant protections and stuff and we had them send a letter on our behalf to the landlord saying hey if you don't come to the table all of us are joined together and we will escalate until you do. 
And it's just, it's so good. So I was just cackling at that. And I realized that I hadn't had a chance to like absorb it until just Uh. then. And so I just had this like huge kind of like, I took care of myself for a day and nothing caught on fire. And I was able to enjoy the progress that's been made by my tenants union and go to sleep. (laughs) And then I woke up today and I did shit and it was great. That's actually really great because yesterday was like that too for me. I, um, I, so I'm like working on the book, right? in the back of my head and I a a lot of the stuff I want to think about is about gaslighting and um because I feel like that's that's going to be one of the central themes is how to ungaslight yourself and I realized I'd never actually seen the movie Gaslight so I watched it for the first time and I've heard people talk about what lies beneath as a very like parallel kind of movie so I watched them back to back as a double feature and I was up till four just like thinking. It was not like, it was Ugh. not because I was like triggered or, or, or like, you know, horror movie, like anxious or anything. It was just like, oh, okay, let's think. <laughs> like ideas. And then the next yeah. day I wanted to watch something light. And so I started the Lake House because Liz Lenz was <laughs> tweeting about it. And I'd never seen it before. It's got Keanu Reeves in it, so, like, obviously. And I fell asleep Mm. watching it, so I didn't get to finish it. And yesterday morning, I, like, woke up and I, like, was doing my day and, like, doing my chores. And, like, all I want to do is finish this fucking movie. And then I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) So, like, 10 a.m., I'm, like, sitting on the couch, like, finishing this movie. Um, My sister walks through and she's like, what you doing? And I was like... I can. <laughs> it was great. Beautiful. And not, yeah, like you said, like That's nothing so blew up. Thank you for editing the last episode. Yeah, of course. I'm like kind of self-conscious about it because I couldn't get all of the echoes and feedback. So there's some like places where it's kind of weirdly echoey for a second. It's my and... it's my house. I'm sorry. Well, and also, um, your mom's audio had our voices on it. Oh, right. Because it was right. Because she could. She could. So. so my mother, my poor mother, with four teenagers in the house, never has any headphones because they're always stealing them. And so she's been buying the super cheap headphones. So if she does have headphones, they're like breaking. I just right. need to get a really good set of yeah. headphones. Yes, that'd be smart. <laughs> I feel like she really, she really deserves that and needs to have a pair of good headphones in her life. You know, I got her some jewelry for her birthday. It's on August 9th, but maybe I'll get her some headphones too. <laughs> so here's some jewelry. Here's some headphones, so you can also tune out your. Children. Here's where your ears can look cute, and then here's how you can not use them. <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyway, I'm kind of self-conscious about it, but I think it's fine. I think it's just because I listened to it for like 12 hours over the course of three days. Oh my god, like that's so shitty. That's so, so much work. It's fine. That's... Yeah, this is why we have a professional do it, because he can do it in like less than Well, and hours. also because he's not triggered by this shit. <laughs> we yeah, are triggered too. by this shit. <laughs> yeah. So how angry are you? Because Kieran texted me earlier and was like, get whiskey. I need to go walk off this rage. Yeah, so I'm I'm doing much better now. I also because I live in California, got stoned, and uh, yeah, scrolled through Twitter for a bit. And oh, I actually I talked with my neighbor because I'm I'm feeding her cat this week, and that was nice. And we just talked about tenant organizing and how cool our tenant union is. So I have I have recovered to like a balanced place, Good. but. I know that's not going to be for super long because I spent most of this afternoon researching Betsy and... Go, Betsy. Holy shit. She is just not a good human being. Okay, so here's my confession. I have just, since day one, like, I knew, like, three things about her. And when she got placed as Secretary of Education... I just was like, I know these three things about her. She's going to make me so mad constantly. I'm going to deliberately ignore everything she's doing unless I absolutely have to. Like, I, I have other things I can focus on that will not, like, f- make flames fly out of my face every five minutes when I read about her. So I yeah. focus on other shit. 
So here's the three things I knew about her. One was she was the, like, reformed Presbyterian, not reformed Presbyterian, but, like, conservative Presbyterian-ish Grand Rapids, Michigan stock. She's very, very involved in the private Christian school world and makes a lot of money out of that, including the higher ed end of it. Her brother is Eric Prince of Blackwater, and if the way he runs things is any indication of how she was going to run things, I knew we were fucked. So as far as... uh, I didn't bother to look him up. Okay, so Eric Prince, like, let me just, like, pull up the wiki so I'm not saying anything stupid here. But the what I remember is he was involved in um, Bush's White House. He was mm-hmm. a Navy. Se- he was a Navy Seal. Um, and he created Blackwater, which is like a special ops contractor for the uh, for the military, basically. CIA, like CIA affiliated. Okay, so he, okay, so Blackwater came under increasing, this is Wikipedia, um, criticism after the Nisur Square massacre of September 2007, in which Blackwater employees opened fire in a crowded square in Baghdad, killing 17 Iraqi civilians and seriously wounding 20 more. Three guards were convicted in October 2014 of 14 manslaughter charges and another murder in a U.S. court in 2019. So basically, private security for Arab Emirates... Real fucked up capitalist, colonialist stuff in Africa, and like working as a covert CIA task force as a private contractor. So kind of a like special ops exempt from the law stuff. And um, and I just like every time I think about him, I'm just like, ah, oh, flames are coming out of my face. You know that thing, that yep, thing that's yep, all. Yeah. Like I just remember being like, fucking bad guy. And so she goes in and is like, oh, yeah, this is Eric Prince's sister. And I was like, oh, God. Is this like the succession family? Like, is the sister going to be worse than the brother? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, no, and she totally is. So a little bit about Betsy DeVos that I read about earlier today is that, do you remember Mars Hill? (laughs) Do I remember Mars Hill? (laughs) That's um that's a yeah. uh, Mr. uh bull neck tea man pastor dude. Rob Bell. Oh, that's the other one. I'm I'm mixing them yeah. up. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? I think of Mark Driscoll. Yes, because Mark Driscoll was part of Mars Hill. Okay. I feel like. oh, sorry, so I'm not crazy. That's why I know Mars okay. Hill. No. So Rob yeah, Rob Bell but- is also Mars Hill? Yeah, Rob Bell founded it. Oh. And then I think Mark Driscoll, like, he started an offshoot of Mars Hill in, like, some other place. Seattle? Not in Grand Rapids. Okay. Yeah, I want to say it was Portland. It's just so interesting because DeVos is so connected to the homeschooling scene. Okay, so... Through her school choice So, unlike pretty much every other... Like, I don't... I want to kind of pull up, like, a list of, like, what HSLDA has said about other secretaries of education. But as far as I know, it's usually, like, this combative attitude of, like, pro-public school, fuck you. We are HSLDA. You are going to thwart our rights and stamp us out. So we must, you know, raise our maces and go to war. They didn't treat her that way. No, they are friendly. They are very friendly. They're like lauding her. They're laudatory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In like 2017, right after she was confirmed, she met with them and they wrote like a glowing review of their time together and were like, well, she gets it. She's totally cool. Actually, there is... um, a quote. So in 2017, One News Now wrote about their meeting. Um, and one of the things. Sorry, I'm just like, I'm One News Now? One like, news how now credible right is the source? But okay, keep going. No kidding. Well, it's like, it's basically like kind of in an HSLDA conservative, like, I mean, my understanding just from this article, 
they're pro conservative. We got that. Sort of like they're very yeah, they're very into it. But every every article I found mentioning HSLDA and DeVos were all like very glowing. We're happy to have her working for we're us. We're congratulating so. the new couple on the recent nuptials. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the quotes is from Will Estrada, <laughs> who I know. So you know that thing where like brother. a couple, like the one partner has a grudge and the other person keeps track of it and is like, yeah. I don't know why my wife hates that person, but like, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of friends who had really bad experiences with that fella in school. And so I don't even know mm-hmm. why everybody hates him, but I'm just like, well, I have a grudge against him too. Yeah, it's just not great. So anyway, but he works for HSLD, um, you know. Th- he does. Is he a lawyer? No, he's the director of federal relations. Okay. okay. Thank you for humoring yeah. my pesky questions. So, <laughs> uh, his his response when when asked about it was they had like this whole gathering together. And Will Estrada said one of the topics brought up during the meeting was HSLDA's objection to K-12 vouchers, which pay for federally controlled homeschool programs that potentially open the door for more government regulations of homeschooling. Federally controlled is such an HSLDA phrasing. (laughs) Yeah. We were also able to discuss in person with Secretary DeVos why HSLDA and homeschoolers across the nation opposed vouchers for K-12 homeschools. Estrada added, we believe federal homeschool funding would be detrimental in the long run to the cause of homeschool reform. And then goes on to say... Oh, God, it's rich. I'm sorry, it's not reform. I just you just you just afraid you just afraid afraid slipped it afraid wet it they had a afraid yeah slip. yeah sorry <laughs> yeah no what, what what he actually said was it would be detrimental in the long run to homeschool to the cause of homeschool freedom <laughs> so let us let's let's us think HSLDA was like yeah reform homeschooling no that is not the like, case that's just where my brain rent went because. It, it, it's just like wrote for me after after spending so long in CRHE. It's like no, we just want to reform. Yeah, homeschool. No. HSLDA wants to protect homeschool freedom, which means that they Sorry. want homeschooling to have absolutely no oversight, they no rules. Homeschool right. anarchy is yeah. their definition of homeschool freedom. Yes, exactly. Okay. Sorry, and... I just had to like be like, wait, what? Did I just hear? No, 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 no. It's all it's all good because that was not what I meant to say. I have been. You're so fried. So spacey. Yeah, okay. this week it's ridiculous. It's okay. We got it. We're gonna be fine. I just okay. So yeah. for context, for on this like debate about vouchers versus we're gonna get to tax credits versus like like homeschool budgeting, homeschool curriculum, homeschool spending. Like, the number that's thrown around is that a school district will budget approximately $15,000 per student per school year. Yep. And according to the current calculations that are being thrown out. And a lot of our lives, we have heard homeschoolers gripe saying, why should I have to pay taxes to the public schools when my kids aren't going there, so they're not getting the benefit of that tax money. And, I mean, okay, so, like, people without children can make that same argument. But, like, it's, like, right. for the betterment of your society. Come on. Not everybody can afford to do homeschooling. You know, have a parent full-time at home. But, like, yep. let's talk about curriculum and expenses. Like, did your parents have... Anywhere near that much money thrown at, like, educational materials? No. What did they spend on your, yeah, no. your curriculum and year-to-year stuff? They spent, like, t- max $500 a year for all of us. Like, not individually per child. It was just, like, for the curriculum that spans grades from, like, 4th to 12th. Or, like, kindergarten to 12th, really, because... 
And had how everyone. many students were you in school at any given time at that point? Like five, maybe. So it's like a hundred dollars a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I think. So when my mom was homeschooling, I think three, maybe four of us. My dad made a budget, and I feel like it was five hundred fifty dollars for the whole year for mm-hmm. all of us. And then yep. he never revisited that budget. Of course not. And more kids kept getting added to the homeschool. And of course, you know, the like people would be like, oh, well, you can just reuse the textbooks. Like, but like little kids write in these things. They can't be replaced. I mean, they, they well, have plus, to be replaced. Like, one textbook might work better for one child and the other child needs a different curriculum. I'm sorry. Like that was learning styles <laughs> are a, a symptom of having demon sex and that's a like a demon possessed kid. Like every child learns the same. Fuck you. Well, my parents are fucked. <laughs> no, um yeah, the the assumption that each kid should be able to be fine with the same curriculum was pretty prevalent. That's why one of the things that I loved so much about my, my Peace Corps time was, like, teaching learning styles in the classroom. And I know, like, learning styles are kind of, like, a debated topic. But being able to tailor your curriculum to your students' needs to make it more accessible is really valuable and really important to me. Because that was not the thing that really happened. I, you know, my mom and I fought all the time over curriculum. Like... She wanted to put me in Saxon math. And I know oh. our listeners are all going to groan when they hear that. <laughs> Saxon math. Um, Fuck Saxon so much. Oh, my God. It's so bad. How many math problems were in a Saxon math lesson? I'm like derailing this really hard here. Sorry. I don't. It, I don't like remember. 80. I tried it for like a it week. It was like 80 to 100 math problems per lesson, I think. Which is Jesus. like per day. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I've never been dis- no. diagnosed as dyslexic or having dyscalculia, but I'm pretty sure I am both <laughs> or have both. And like, I could not do it. I could do 20 problems in a day max. I just physically yeah. could not do that. It hurt my brain. It The book made me cry. The book... And I was like, Mom, I can't, I don't understand this. I can't. When I got thrown, and of course it's not, it doesn't, like, these lessons are not set up to be, like, taught on their own. They're set to be taught with an actual instructor in the room. Like, the lessons are not self-explanatory. You have to have someone else, like, walking you through it. And the problem sets are meant to reinforce that. So after a little bit, I just, like, lost it and was like, I can't do this. You like you and she was like well everybody else just loves it like why what's your problem you know and and of course the question that came next was and this is where i've been going with all of this is where are we going to find the extra 80 dollars for a new math textbook you have to stick with this Mm. and maybe next year we'll try something else so when you have that much that limited Budget, because, like, again, we've talked about the finances of homeschooling a lot. Like, when parents staying home, they're not earning a full income. Like, it's, yep. you know, sure, like, little kids are cheap to feed, but, like, diapers are not. Like, all the it just all adds yeah. up. And then when you go to, like, curriculum, once you hit high school, every subject should be about 100 bucks minimum yeah. for those supplies. And you just can't meet those needs on that kind of budget. So when they talk about, like, the idea of sending that money to a homeschool student, that idea is revolutionary. But mm-hmm. home, the HSLDA is rejecting that idea. Because yeah. yeah, and a lot of, like, really conservative homeschool parents don't like it either because they're like, well, then the government gets to tell me what The to government do. can tell me I have to teach my child sex ed. The government can tell me I, my child has to do PE. The government can tell me that we have to not teach creation science. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, most of these states <laughs> do that anyway. Right. <laughs> not all of them, but, like, a good number have, like, benchmarks that you have to meet which like would be great yeah. for all of them to have so like 
HSLD is actively working on dismantling those things. So, of course, they're not going to spring for anything that, like, reinforces right. it. Because homeschool freedom, a.k.a. homeschool anarchy, yeah. no rules. Yeah. Yes, exactly. In fact, the one thing that Willis Strada said at the end of the article was that Secretary DeVos and her team are working to identify and eliminate past U.S. Department of Education programs and guidance that violates the principles of federalism. So what does that mean, Garen? So he's hinting there. He's, he's referencing the Tenth Amendment, which is... The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people, which means that every state gets to determine how they do their own homeschooling, is which is that, what it, HSLDA is wants. It's a states' rights argument. It's a, straight, a, it's law, a states' rights argument. It's a lost cause argument. And by lost cause, for those who are not from the South, I mean the Civil War. Like it's really close, it's really close. It like borders it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's like, and 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 HSLDA thinks and believes that you know homeschooling is an inherent, God-given, and somehow constitutional right because of the Tenth Amendment and because. Education isn't mentioned in the text of the Constitution. Obviously, it's left to the states and the people to decide. So the federal government shouldn't <laughs> be operating any kind of uh, public school or anything anyway. All public schools are unconstitutional Yeah, because only like, bad rich landowners got because... education and they wanted to keep it that way. Right. And HSLDA's whole thing is that parents have the unalienable God-given right to determine how to educate their child and not only how to determine how to, but to educate their children and public schools stand in the way of that. (laughs) Right. So the idea is that, like, if you put your child in a public school, well, the way my father would say was... You are abdicating your parental resp- God-given parental responsibility over your for your child. Yep. Um, yep. Which would basically be saying that like you are abandoning your post as spiritual guardian of this child. Yeah. So and also could go so far as to being abusive because the public schools are that bad. Yeah. That was that was often like. My parents didn't say it like that, but they were basically like, you're bad at parenting if you send your kid to school. Well. If you don't homeschool, you're it failing. Was, uh, it, was, it was never phrased as you're bad at parenting in my world, but it was kind of this like side eye of like, you don't take parenting seriously. Yeah. Yeah. My parents love to be like, well, they're not following God's word. It's it's really interesting the like layers of passive aggressive that like get thrown out there with that stuff. So many. So many. So many. Well, it's like of course people think homeschool parents are judgy because they fucking are. Oh my god, they do. If you feel like a homeschool parent is judging you, they probably and are. We don't mean this obviously okay. to mean all homeschooling parents, but no, the, some homeschooling parents don't. This subset that we are discussing. And are nice. Uh. <laughs> So that's why, like, the idea of having that kind of money is, like, so – would be so revolutionary for these kids. Like, it would be really great for these kids to have that, like, access to that kind of – those kinds of resources. Like, you could actually pay a tutor. We didn't get me a math tutor because we couldn't afford it. Yep. Like, I could have actually been good at math. I just will never know because I never got help. And I never yeah. got a curriculum that worked for me. So, yep. so the if the vouchers were to go through, like there would be options available. And we've one of the articles you pulled up for this is the the ones about the pods. From, there's one from Forbes, and there was one from mm-hmm. was the New York Times. Yeah. And I was explaining this to my sister in the car. We just got back from Target, um, getting her some new sheets and stuff for her new place, and like. I was like, okay, so the pods are going to reinforce classism. 
mm-hmm. because those who can afford to do a co-op, homeschool co-op model, you can afford to hire a teacher who can afford to hire childcare for the little ones so that the older ones can go to this class setting. Those yeah. who can afford like a live-in nanny, like they're going to get the better education. Like, of course yeah. they are. And yeah. that's not going to be available to other people. And so I was like, look, if they got those vouchers, like, it's not going to make a big difference for the, like, the upper class, and the upper middle right. class. But for yeah. the lower income families, they might mm-hmm. just spend that on rent. Because yeah. that's what they need because they're going to be COVID broke. And it yep. makes sense that this would, like, increase that education class gap. Like, education yeah. isn't everything for getting you out of the gap, but, like, it really does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And so, thank you, J.D. Vance, for reinforcing that for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that book so much. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, like, okay, so this is going to reinforce these problems. This is going to make this worse. And, like, HSLDA is deliberately sabotaging any chance of, like, bridging that gap with that kind of money. Like, okay, so, like, it may not make a difference on, like, the really extreme ends of that spectrum, but it will make a big difference for a large chunk in the, like, lower middle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those who have white-collar jobs who can work from home and, like, the wife staying home. Like, people, you know, like you or me, like, our parents who could make rent, like, would spend that on textbooks. We'd also spend it at mm-hmm. Costco, but we'd also spend, we'd mostly spend it on textbooks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, if money were no object, I think that my parents would have let us have more extracurricular opportunities or, like, more times in homeschool co-op classes. Well, my theory about people who stay, I've told you this before, right? <laughs> You're nodding aggressively. Yes, but share it. Um, my theory about people who stay in the homeschool community and, like, buy in for the second generation, people not like us who, you know, yeah. the ones who, like marry in and keep having kids and keep continuing the cycle my theory is that they never were poor or felt broke yeah they yeah didn't suffer for those decisions in any kind of like tangible way and so like why not continue the system it worked for my parents worked for me it was great and for yep. me and my siblings, it's like, okay, cool, but, like, now we're, like, financially, like, struggling because, like, this screwed up X, Y, Z things. But yeah. those who, like, had, a like, a well-off family business and could just, like, get grandfathered in, and I'm not thinking of any family with a lot of J names or anything, but... No, no, <laughs> no of, of course, course not. not. It was easy, you know, work for the family business or, you know, work with for someone in church and just, like, carry on... And never really blink and realize, like, that it was costing them anything. Right. Because it hadn't. Yeah. So I feel like those who leave are usually, like, lower income. Or Mm -hmm. just, like, have... Yeah, people who grew up struggling a lot. Or or people who just, like, have a really, like, sensitive, like, sense of justice. But, like, that's less common than, like, the people who just, like, felt it immediately themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the stay-at-home daughters who left, we left because, like, it wasn't working for us, and we were promised that this would work for us. And it's like, well, but I don't know how to get a job or make money or (laughs) talk to people who are different than me, and I need to do these things because I have to pay rent now. Right, and for me, it was, like, the minute that, like, the benevolent patriarchy stopped working, I was like oh, wait, you actually don't take me yep. seriously, even though you've been t- saying that you take me seriously. Oh, fuck you. Of course, yeah. I wasn't swearing then, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there's, like, the, there's the Christian way to do it where you're just, like, mm, get behind me, Satan. So what are they proposing instead of vouchers? Uh, so it's actually really what hard is, to find HSLDA any, like... like um 
They like the idea of, uh, like, the tax credit thing, where, like, they're not getting money from the government. They're just getting a tax credit. I, like, haven't been able to find in my couple hours of researching and getting very mad um, <laughs> details about, like, the actual plan. Everything DeVos says is very vague and is like, yeah, shouldn't the $15,000 follow the student? And it's like, But HSLDA would never sign off on that, so what she's going to do instead and what she would do instead is a tax credit for homeschoolers. So the idea is, like, Okay, so if they give us the money outright, we have to be accountable to them for how we spend it. But if we've already right. spent um, X amount of money on things, then they can give us a kickback in a tax return, and we don't have to be accountable for that. And right. that's why tax like a tax credit is appealing. Now, the, the other thing that we do know DeVos has done is with that initial stimulus package hmm Yeah, she's sent a lot of money that was supposed to be going to public schools across the country to private charter religious schools and religious schools. And she also, like, tried to do that for colleges as well. And she was like, this is fine because the way that the law is written means I can direct the money as I see fit. So even though this was supposed to be earmarked for public schools, I sent a portion of it to charter schools and religious private schools. You know what's really funny to me about this? Again, I'm getting off track. Sorry. Just like so many different things are occurring to me all at the same time. What's really funny to me about all that is that the Republican slash conservative Christian political squadron recommending policies has been so used to being on the defensive. Mm-hmm. So yep. used to being like, I'm the victim, they hate us. So used to not having power that they don't, like, this was kicked around a lot when Trump first came into office. Like, the, the yeah. Republicans don't know how to rule because they haven't done it. And so long, yep. they're just so used to being, like, the minority here. They like being the victims. But with this kind of situation, it really does illustrate that mindset in, a, like, a real crystal clear way. Because colleges like Grove City College, where I attended, and Patrick Henry College, where Will Estrada went, and, you know, these homeschooling co-ops and stuff like they or or these private christian schools of like various super conservative stripes they pride themselves mm-hmm. on not taking federal money they don't yep. take FAFSA, they don't take pell grants they don't allow you to take any sort of financial aid from the government private student loans are the only way thing you can use and the reason is excuse me is so that they can be exempt from title nine yep so they have set up, like, the only way to have freedom is to have freedom from the government oversight mm-hmm. because the government is always going to be against us. But for... Even though they control it so right now. So for right now, the government is actually on their side and they cannot take help from the government without, like, completely reversing their entire philosophy. Yep. And they are not going to do that because they spent 30 years building on that. So, they, yep. so instead, it's a tax So credit. DeVos is like, free money. Trump is like, free money. And they're like, I think you control us too much. I don't mm-hmm. want the free money. Yeah. Can you give it back yeah, but to what's us interesting, later after we spend it? Thanks. Yeah. What's so interesting about this, and this is kind of like what caught my eye. And also, in the last few minutes, I found um, the National Coalition for Public Education has like a fact sheet about the Education Freedom Scholarship and Opportunity Act. What is that? Which is basically a it's the bill that would do the five billion of uh like tax credits oh, okay. thing. Is this proposed legislation? Um I believe that it is. It's uh S six thirty four and HR fourteen thirty four. Uh, let me pull that back. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like uh, oh, Ted Cruz. My, my policy nerd brain is coming on. Oh yeah, hey Teddy. 
and Bradley Byrne of Alabama. Well, we know that can't be good. Yeah. Yeah, so what it would do is it would uh, put up to $50 billion a year of taxpayer dollars into non-public education, including tuition for students at private religious schools, as well as to families that homeschool their children. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, it would, and, and the fact that HSLDA is not... They're not raising a against war cry, it, I guess it means there's something good in there. For them, yeah. How much money and is it's going because to HSLDA directly? <laughs> this is a good question, <laughs> and I, I don't have an answer for it. I would like to know. Yeah, so would I. Um, but yeah, so it basically is just like kind of a voucher, but not really. And it is unaccountable. So it's basically just like everyone who wants to can get like a tax credit rebate thing. And there are no requirements that people just get a kickback. Okay. Yeah. That, that people don't, um, or, or that people report the amount of contributions they received and the value of the scholarship programs. It, uh, allows funds allocated to be used broadly for elementary or secondary education as recognized by the state, which includes a private school homeschooling or charters or whatever else. Okay. So, so like is, it can, so it's like something that's like co-signed by DeVos as proposed legislation. I believe so. She has been actively working okay. for this. I don't know if she like shows up on no, I mean, bill she or not. Couldn't. Yeah, giving her her position in the executive executive branch. I mean, you would think, but like so much right now. <laughs> You're just... like, but what are the rules that they are actually following anymore? They're You're, not you're following right. Any you're right. Of the rules. I was being too naive. Thank you for checking me. Um. Anyway, they use this phrase SGOs, which is a scholarship granting organization. So that's where, yeah, individuals and corporations would receive a dollar for dollar tax credit for donating to scholarship granting organizations. Oh, so they're creating and, a loophole. Okay, okay. So they're doing they're, do, right. they're doing a little laundering to like get it through, so that when the homeschoolers get it, they don't have to be accountable to the federal government because it came through someone else's hands. Right. Okay. Yeah, they can donate to a scholarship granting organization and that scholarship granting organization then gives them, uh, well, they don't give them anything because it is still a tax credit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they get a tax credit for whatever the amount was. Or does the organization get the tax credit and so the organization does the granting? Yeah, the organization does the granting. So then... Again, this is all like not clear... <laughs> Yeah, it's really confusing and really vague, and there's no accountability. It's just widely for school, which could be anything. And <laughs> no, I'm like, it's a really bad idea live, to like, do that. If there's a hearing on this, I'm like, I'm going to go watch this. Setting. Yeah, Setting and it's hearing. just it's fascinating that HSLDA is not in up, up in arms because about it. Because usually this is the exact kind of thing that they would send an email blast out and being like, Yep. Hey guys, your freedom is in jeopardy. Please call Ted Cruz and tell him he's a dick. Except, you know, they, in Jesus terms. The really important part I just found is there are no requirements that the schools or service providers receiving feder- federal taxpayer funds be accredited, adhere to the same standards of curriculum, teacher qualifications, or school quality, <laughs> or... Report any set of state or federal academic accountability metrics, such as how people are, how students are performing in reading and math. So that's why HCLDA is. That's why they love it. it. There are zero checks. We're like, here's how we're not going to check up on you. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Are you happy now? Okay, good. Take the money and go. Yep. Yeah. So it's basically giving homeschool parents leeway to teach or not teach whatever the fuck they want with no reporting accountability at all. So HSLDA is all over it because it applies to homeschoolers, but it doesn't affect them. And I feel like that's a really, really bad idea. I think that's a really terrible idea because I know what those parents are going to do with that money. Yeah. And it's probably not not education. No. 
So I mean, like a, some, yes, but like, I, so here's the thing. Like my my cynicism is like tempered here with like, okay, so my mother actually cared about our education. If she had been able to direct the family finances, she would have like been like, no, we're gonna get a tutor for this person. We're gonna do like co-op classes mm-hmm. for that one we're gonna do dance for that one you know i'm gonna get a second car so that we can drive around and like the teenager yeah. has flexibility like that's how she would have handled it but i also like just got off the phone the other night with my friend jory who like her parents would have used it as a down payment on a house and yep. then they would have like not made payments and gotten foreclosed on like a year later like that's what they would have done with it. Like, they didn't care about her family, actually, or, like, her siblings and her getting actual education. They're like, oh, you can teach yourself from the library. Yeah. Yeah, my parents would have just paid off their debt. Which, like, okay, yes, that, like, does impact the quality of life of the family. But that's not investing in education. And so not having any earmarks for, like, this is what this is for means that... There's no way to, like, protect children from basically being financially defrauded out of education. Yeah, and that's what this is exactly set up to do. So that's why everything sucks, and I'm super Good angry. Good job, Bessie. You fucked us again. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and then um, I'm going to – I have, like, a whole bunch of links that I looked at that will be in the show notes – um, that really just delve into exactly how bad this is and how bad this is for public schools. Cause I, um, we've been talking a lot about CRHE's course program, um, the home educators course, mm-hmm. and I've been posting about it on Facebook and one of my friends shared it on Facebook and the feedback that she got on that post was people being like, I am worried that this is going to take money away from public school because people are doing all these pods. No, that was also, a listener email also, that we got. Well, yeah, but it was also. Oh, okay. It was both. We, well, we also Unrelatedly. got a listener email saying the same thing, which yeah. is a fair yeah. concern. And, like, hey, I've worked as a substitute teacher in public schools. Like, yes. <laughs> like, I yeah. know how really bad that district that I worked in, like, was underfunded. And I know, like, how much money these teachers are paying out of pocket. I have a lot of friends who are public school teachers. I know how they're just bleeding themselves dry here. Yeah. Like, I I got offered Teach for America, and I fucking didn't take it because I was like, I physically cannot do this. This would take too much out yeah. of me. And I know what yeah. that does, besides union busting, which is a lot of it. Right. Um, but just, like, yeah. the, like, amount of, like, like, personal financial investment and, like, extra hours you have to put into that, like, it burns you out real bad. And... Mm-hmm. And so, yes, when, like, the whole, like, trope of, like, people understand what they mean by defunding schools over the last 10, 20 years, so why don't they understand what defunding the police means? Like, yes, that has been going on. That is a problem. And, yeah. yes, we do not want to see, di- like, these funds diverted in any way. We want to see funding for education, public education increase. Like, public education has you know, created brilliant minds. Like it is, you know, it is something we should invest in as a society. It has a lot of problems, but like we should not give up on it. Yeah. I would like to send my kids to a public school someday if I have kids. Like, but, 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 but we're in really, like I don't want to do the thing of we're in unprecedented times, but like, Okay, so, like, the last, when the Black Plague happened, they didn't have schools at all. (laughs) Right. And every industry got disrupted. And the 1918 flu, like, disrupted a lot of industries, too. And, like, yeah, okay, school needed reform. And, like, policing also needed reform, and it hasn't worked. And schooling needed reform, and it hasn't worked. So, like, maybe let's take advantage of this moment and try to make it work. Yeah, for sure. I will start my soapbox now. Yeah, but yeah, like it's a perfectly valid concern to have. I don't have a solution for it. I think, I think my response to that like comment is, is like the response of like, 
like how does someone care about climate change if they don't recycle? Your yeah. city probably doesn't actually recycle because it costs them more money to, you know, like the whole like mm-hmm. this system is fucked. And so it's hypocritical for you to tell people to care about the environment if you are not like doing that, like making that happen and making that possible or going zero waste. And like, yes, it does make a difference, but it's a very small difference. And yes, if people are divesting to from public education to homeschool or to private school or do get a tutor. Yes, it's going to make a difference. But like the system was screwed 20 years ago. This, yeah. They, Longer they than have that been, even. Yeah. They have not been adequately funding education in this nation for so long that this is the cherry on top. This is not going to be, yep. this is not going to be the thing that fells it because it was already attacked. Yeah, like that has been a key Republican point for as long as I can remember is that like school choice should exist and people shouldn't have to go to public schools because it's all steeped in fucking white supremacy, which is why homeschooling took off. And it all it all just comes back to being racist. (laughs) It all comes back to like, hey, guess what? You can segregate your kids this way and the government will never be able to force you to integrate. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I and that's also a concern that uh, folks have around pods, which, which is, what is the a Forbes real, article was talking real about. Valid concern, and I'm got hundred percent behind it. Where it's like, mm. yeah, like yeah, that is that is going to happen, and it's going to suck, and we need to be working against that as as much as we can because it's just it's so bad. I, I'm like sitting here thinking like there's going to be like. A little fires everywhere story where like a pod sponsors a low income family and then they just get really respond like resentful of like carrying them. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be hell to pay. Like, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. No. Just, like, no like, like there's whole no thing way is hard. to fix it. There's just no good way to fix it. Like I don't anyway. I don't yeah. know. And then and then uh, recently, DeVos and Trump were both like, well, schools have to open or schools aren't going to get funding. And the thing is, you can't open schools. Like, schools need to open in person well, or you can't I get funding. I know that. Yeah, they're just trying to kill people. That's their whole point right now. And if you think that we're exaggerating, there's a piece on uh, Jared Kushner's approach to treating COVID testing, um, which basically came down to we don't need to do it because it seems to be primarily hitting Democratic districts. Mm -hmm. And so if we let them die off, we'll actually win the election. This is this is the future they want. They want a plague to take out all of their opposition for them so they don't have to do it. We are living in sneaky genocide. This is what's happening. Which is not to say that we believe it's that not it even that sneaky government created, but also woo. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think the government created COVID. That's fucking ridiculous. But like I feel like the Trump administration is using this to their advantage uh to win the election and become more fascist than we already are. Oh, so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think, like, the more they can decentralize and destabilize, like, the opposition's, like, systems, be like, well, I mean, it's like the whole conversation about, like, let's postpone the election, and Mitch McConnell... Mm -hmm. My friend today was like, that poor turtle has eaten so much shit. Can't can't be good for him. <laughs> he had to be like, no, oh. we're not postponing the election. Like, the fact that he had to say that, like, the fact that that was proposed as an idea, like, the fact that, like, the election is being called into question by, you know, like, the ability to vote by mail by, like, slowing down and destabilizing the USPS... <sighs> Right. Like, by the way, guys, they have really cute T-shirts. Go buy some post office T-shirts. Give your post office some They're love. Really They're great. They're trying, They're trying so, so hard, hard, but oh my god. But yeah, no, it's just. <sighs> I like yes, they're destabilizing all of these things for that 
that purpose of like, you know, people who have faith in the system won't know what to do because they had faith in the system and then the, the system was broken and didn't work for them. Um, this is why everybody who's like, that's unconstitutional is naive as hell because, yeah, okay, yep. and they're going to do it anyway. And what? Yeah. That's the, that's the super frustrating thing is like, all of this is unconstitutional. We've been in a constitutional crisis since fucking 2016. Has that mattered? No. Wake up. Okay. Uh, all right. Anyway. <laughs> this one got way off track. I'm sorry. I definitely did that to us. I am honestly really tired of giving DeVos time because I've also been using that strategy of just ignoring everything she said. But then, like, this thing happened and people were talking about it and I was like, uh, crap, maybe we do actually need to yeah. talk about this, so. There you Damn go. DeVos is a bad human being. I'm sorry. Everything sucks right now. I don't know how to fix it, but, like, do the best you can for yourselves. <laughs> Get yourself, like, first aid certified and store some beans. Don't compromise the beans. <laughs> always know where your beans and your towel yes, are at all times um yeah i just get first aid certified and like pay attention and don't don't have faith in systems that work because they aren't anymore yeah sorry i just i like as i told someone <laughs> the other day i was like i have lived through enough cults that, like, the minute you're like, yeah, well, I can just check out because the system's set up to, like, fix this problem and, like, that person's gonna get their just desserts is when you abdicate your power to the person who is manipulating the system and yep. here to screw you over. And you are going to regret that big time <laughs> because you're going to yeah. be complicit in their actions. This is how people became Nazis. Like, yep. I... I'm just going to do a plug for this again. Like, I have said this so many times on this podcast. I'm sorry to be a broken record. But, like, go read The True Believer. It's a short book. The Nature and Power of Mass Movements. But it explains how that thinking process created Nazi citizens who enabled the Nazi powers that were. Yeah. And this is how we get there. Like, where you're like, cool, it's constitutionally, like, not okay. And everybody else is like, oh, yeah, that like, the constitutional process, trust the process. That's how Nazis got created. <sighs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blanche just chewed uh. up this book, Spine, when she was a puppy, and I still have it. Aww. Because you can still read everything. It's just, like, half the spine is gone. Um, it's that good of a book. Like, I couldn't get rid of it. It's just so good. It's very short. It's like, I don't know, 120 pages or something. But nice. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes so you can find it. Yeah. All right. Happy llamas. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. Fuck Betsy DeVos. Fuck Eric Prince. Yeah, if you have feelings about Betsy DeVos that you want to share with the group, you can email us at kitchentablecool at gmail.com. Or if you're a patron or you can become a patron, uh, you can vent about it in Slack with us. And I assure you, we will both be very here to be like, fuck Betsy DeVos. So <laughs> We might just make a channel go just for, for that. it. No, we, we may we have to really like, I feel like this week is when. Like, the, the Slack has always been fairly active, but, like, I feel like this last week has been when it really, like, congealed in some really cool yeah. ways. Like, people are, are making friends. People are connecting with each other. And, like, I don't know. We're, like, there's, like, a whole great thread going about how depression fucks with your sex life. Like, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. We have good people. Come join us. We have good us. people. Come join the party. It's really nice. Yeah. And it's a great way to, like, find a community that's divesting from Facebook. Pro tip. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dave, for editing this podcast because... Um, Saving our asses every time. <laughs> thank you. Uh, 
Thank you to the band The Heavens for their music from the album Stenazzo. And you can find our Patreon to join the Slack and get the transcripts and all that good stuff at patreon.com slash kitchen table cult pod. And, and everything else is at like kitchen table cult.com. Yes. Our website is kitchen table cult.com. You can email us. You can find posts and the transcripts there and follow us on Twitter. If you're not already doing that, because all the links are there and it's all good. And we will see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for being with us on this tangent. Bye. <laughs> Bye.